Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode number 30. So my guest today, guys, I've been very excited about this for a while. Um, she's a gifted singer-songwriter. She's the founder of Axel Creative Co. or Creative Company. We're going to get clarification on that. She's a worship leader and executive pastor at Mercy Culture Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Let's welcome my guest today, Jasmine Tate. Hey. Hey, how are hey, you? Good. How are you? Good. Excited to be with you guys. Yeah. Today. Okay. So it's Axel Creative. Do you say Creative Co. or Creative Company? Creative Co., but it does stand for company. Yes, it does. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Oh, yeah. So I said this behind the scenes, but a lot of people don't know this, but you just got engaged. So congratulations. I did. Thank you so much. Much, much excitement. Much excitement. And I was just saying this. I'll say it to other people because I think they'll be blessed as well. We were talking about how sometimes people mean well and they want to be like, oh, you know, like, you know, it's going to be tough and it's going to be hard and it's going to be, you know, you, you know, you're going to hate each other, whatever they say. And um, I, I, you know, I've been married. I'm going on 11 years and I just absolutely have loved being married. I think marriage is amazing. It's a gift. Yes, you have to die to yourself. That's that's part of it, you know. But um, as you grow closer together, it's just amazing. So marriage is a gift, everybody. I love it, and I know a lot of you guys uh, feel the same. So, um, okay. So there's something in your intro that I actually, or your bio, that I wanted to ask you about before we yeah. really got into this. Let's um, do it. You uh, okay? So it says you were taught to play the guitar, guitar supernaturally. Yeah. And I was like, we got to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. So tell me the story. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So uh, I'll try to give the compact version of the story because it's yeah. kind of a, a long one. But uh, I, I went to college for corporate communication. I thought I was going to go and work in corporate America. I always felt called to celebrities and people in the arts and entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought the way to that was to go through corporate America and get to minister to those people and love on them and see his kingdom come in that yeah. world. Well, when I got to college to study corporate communication, I started getting all these prophetic words about music. I didn't play music. I didn't play an instrument. I didn't sing and kind of grew up on stage uh, at the church that I grew up in at a mega church in Ohio and, uh, and so I was just like, I don't really want to be in front of people. I don't want to be on the stage. I don't want to do that. I, I don't want people to treat me weird. I don't, I don't like that stuff, you know? Yeah. And so these prophetic words start coming in about uh, me doing music and me being in front of all these people and chains falling off people through songs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, literally the first few words, man, I was just like, uh, you know, we're all learning to hear God. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know yeah. this. And yeah. uh, long story short, it happened again a couple more times. Pretty dramatic stories on how those prophetic words came. Yeah. And I uh, ended up at one of my mentors' house one night and I was bawling, just crying. And I was like, I don't know what to do. The Lord has my yes, but I don't like, like he has, like, I want to tell him yes all the time, but I don't understand yeah. what's happening, yeah. you know? And she said, Jasmine, um, you can either like really say yes to him in this specific thing and he'll show you how to do it. He'll teach you how to do it. Or you say no, and he's going to use somebody else to do it, but you need mm. to make up your mind. Mm. And, uh, and so I was like, oh man. And so I gave the Lord my yes in oh, this man. specific thing that night, wrote mm-hmm. it in my journal, kind of made it D-Day. 
And a few weeks later in my dorm room in college, I played college ball um, in Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. was there. And uh, my mom had left an acoustic guitar with me because it was her dream to play the guitar. Uh, and when she left it with me in college, I kind of laughed and was like, mom, I'm a, I'm an athlete. Like I don't play. Yeah. Music, you know, but she still left it. And so I walked in my dorm room one day and, uh, just heard the Lord say, pick up the guitar and worship me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is weird. Like, I don't know how to do that. I can't mm-hmm. actually worship you with the guitar. Yeah. So I don't know how to play. So I picked it up and I looked up on YouTube, uh, how to tune a guitar and then easy beginners chords. I found E minor, which is the easiest chord to possibly play on the guitar. <laughs> and uh, I closed my laptop and I played E minor for like a couple hours, just singing to the Lord. And then as I was doing that, the Lord began to like lead my hands to other chords. Uh, before I knew it, like I was playing chords and my roommate walked in and was like, you played the guitar? And I was like, I don't. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, And so... I started leading worship and uh, playing places. And I, I didn't know the chords that I was playing. I didn't know the names of what I was playing. And so I couldn't look up worship songs and just play somebody else's song. So I had to either make songs fit into the chords I knew or sing my own songs, prophetic songs to the Lord or write my own songs. Uh, so that's kind of how I started playing the guitar. Wow, dude, that's so cool, man. I just, yeah. and it's interesting because I've heard stories um, you know, cause I st- kind of had my beginnings in missions. I worked, uh, with YWAM and, and my, that's how I met my wife. I and I heard tons of stories about people who were like, I didn't even know Spanish. And all of a sudden I was just speaking it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's just really cool. I'd never heard of anybody who had had that kind of an experience like you had. So what, how amazing. Well, I got to tell you though, like what made me want to have you on the show was I was watching Sean Foyt's 9-11 conference and you you were there and man, and I'm sure you've heard this from a lot of people, but you sang that song, Fear Go, and it was just like both my wife and I were just like, boom, like the spirit hit us like really hard. Um, and I was just like, oh my goodness, like you have such an anointing on your life. Um, and my question is, is, was so when you started learning the guitar was it an automatic thing where you were like yes i'm i am born to play worship or i'm <laughs> born to or was it just like like what was the process like for that yeah uh well i had received enough prophetic words to know um that i was supposed to be doing it you know it was like okay there's something on this um i didn't think i would do it for the rest of my life i thought it was like mm-hmm. a little like side thing that we'd yeah. be doing a little bit maybe, yeah. you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I started, I, there's this little house of prayer in Pittsburgh. Uh, and I went and started playing at that house of prayer every Friday night and just ministering to the Lord, like mm-hmm. learning what it meant to just sing to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was doing that, it was like in that season, just invitations started coming in to sing at other events and other places. And, uh, that's just kind of been the journey. I've just, uh, as he has illuminated doors, you know, there's good doors and God doors, I believe. And as mm-hmm. he has illuminated the right doors and the right opportunities, uh, I've just said yes and walked through them. And, uh, uh, but it's, but I'm still shocked by it. If I'm super honest, I'm still like, yeah. what are we doing? We're doing, we're doing <laughs> worship, you know? <laughs> Uh, I'm still yeah. shocked. It's not the direction that I thought yeah. at all that my life was going to be going in. Uh, yeah. but, but it's 
but I love getting to do it with them so much. You know? mm, that's great. So uh, you have a, like on my notes here, I have, um, it, it's titled first love fire. Yeah. Um, talk about that a little bit. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, when I first started doing music, um, leading worship, all of that, uh, I, so I, I started leading worship and doing the prayer room and all these different places. Um, and then the Lord started giving me songs that didn't fit into uh, the corporate worship experience. And we mm. can talk more about that later, but he started yeah. giving me songs like that. I, was like, I don't know what to do with this. And uh, he led me to play these songs in this, uh, uh, the, this open mic on my D1 secular university. And I went and sang the songs that he'd given me and the presence of God filled the room. People were weeping and I was like, whoa. And these girls came up to me afterwards and were like, when you were playing, we felt like chill bumps and weird things happening. Yeah. What was that? And it was this, this epiphany moment that I had of like, oh, God met people here. And nobody ever told me that was an option. I thought I just had to get people to my church mm. to encounter God. Wow. But here we are. And God wanted to bring me there to encounter these people. Like he wanted mm -hmm. to encounter them through this sound in this open mic. Yeah. And, um, and so I started traveling a lot and doing that, that type of stuff, open mics and bars and clubs and taking teams. Yeah. people, Just singing people. secular songs, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, parables, if you will, you know, yeah. the way Jesus would tell stories. And so I started doing that. And so I'm, so then I was doing both. So I'm, I might be at a bar on a Friday night, seeing his kingdom come in a place like that. And the next Sunday I may be at a church somewhere yeah. leading worship. And uh, as I was doing that, I started to realize that a lot of the people <laughs> in the bars and these dark places that we were going, um, they were more impacted by the presence of God than the people that I was experiencing wow. Sunday morning at wow. churches. And I was like, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, somebody, this, old guy at a bar who's trying to drink his life away and the presence of God comes into the room, he's freaking out. He's like, Whoa, what is this? Anything <laughs> like this before, you know? And then that same presence of God show up at a church and people would just be like, mm. just drinking a latte, you know? And yeah. Like, yep. so interesting. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and then I started meeting more worship leaders and, uh, you know, just kind of in that conference circuit and getting to meet more people in that space. And, uh, honestly, uh, if I could just be super authentic as Please. I entered into that space, like, uh, I kind of just got to a point where I was like, man, I don't have any desire to be here. Like, I don't want to lead worship in these spaces. Like, I don't like yeah. seeing what I'm feeling and, and the Lord would yeah. just lead me to, to keep going, but to connect more with these worship leaders. And so I'm talking, building relationships. And the more I built, the more I learned that so many worship leaders had actually lost their first love passion for God. Mm. They've gotten uh, kind of lost in the performance yeah. of the worship world and the worship industry for like, for lack mm -hmm. of a better word. Yeah. And so now instead of just ministering to the heart of the Lord, the way we probably all started in our bedrooms, just singing to him, now we have to think about writing a song that will get played on the radio, on Christian radio. And now we have to think about what song will make the people move in the room and what song, mm. you know, like now we're, we've left the reason that we started in the first place. And that was just to minister to him, and please him, to make him smile yeah. in the songs that, that touch his heart, you know? And, yeah. and so I, I just have, I guess over the years, 
in me and in, in all these other, you know, worship leaders and people that I'm getting to do life with and build with, uh, it's just become a passion of mine to, uh, to see us restored every day to that first love wow. fire. And, uh, and I have, it, I need it too. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like, Oh, all these worship leaders figure it out. I'm like, Lord, keep my heart yeah. every day, you know, oh my goodness, yes. uh, because nobody starts in ministry wanting to become that mm. nobody starts there. Yeah. Uh, so how does it happen? Well, it's a, these little fork in the road moments every day where we mm -hmm. choose performance and we choose pleasing people and we choose, you know, all these different mm -hmm. things. And, yeah. Uh, forget what it means to just minister to him, man. Do, like I'm not a worship leader, but like that is exactly where I'm at is, is even just starting this. Um, there was a, a large degree of when I was asked, I knew I was, I knew it was a yes. I knew I was supposed to do this, but I was like, God, there's like a, a hundred other people that I think would be more qualified, you yeah. know? And, and I think that, um, there's this process of like, um, dying to that desire to, to want to please people or wanting to, Oh, that, you know, Oh, people didn't like when I said that, or people didn't like this, you yeah. know, you know, and, and really just being like, it's about Jesus. It's, it's yes. about being obedient to him. It's about pursuing him. And, um, you had mentioned something and I watched a, a TEDx talk that you had done a couple of years ago and you had said something really great. And it was talking about how, when, when we view people um, like celebrities or somebody who's on a, some kind of a platform, it's easy to dehumanize them. Yeah. And as a result, the people that feel dehumanized, uh, it's harder for them to become vulnerable. Yes. Um, so talk a little bit about that. Like what was your, you told like a great story about kind of, you were like at a check stand and you were saying you were with some friends. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 Super significant moment in my life. Yeah. Um, I was at a, a grocery store, little uh, section with all the magazines and stuff and uh, passed by with some friends and, and they, I think it was Lindsay Lohan or some, I, I mm -hmm. believe it was her, some drama with like her family, her dad yeah. or something. And uh, my friends, the people that I was with, like, they just kind of started laughing like, oh, Lindsay Lohan. Her of wife, course. Lindsay, yeah. Or, you know, like uh, just the typical uh, response that we probably all hear and see. And, yeah. uh, and I probably had heard that response before, but this time, for some reason, when they said it, it like hit me really hard. And I just felt this righteous indignation come up in me. And I said to them, well, what, what if that was you? Would it be funny to us if it was you? Mm -hmm. uh, what's the difference between mm -hmm. if this was your story and if it's Lindsay Lohan's story? And uh, it was a little bit of an intense moment. All my friends were just kind of like, dude, like, <laughs> chill yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like God was doing something in me, you know, yeah. in that season of my life. Um, like I said, I grew up in a mega church and I was just this interesting scenario where I would get called up all the time as a little girl on the stage in front of these thousands of people. And uh, I started finding that people would try to get close to me and then like almost try to use me to climb this social ladder in church wow. thing. It was like weird. Like even as a kid, I was like, what's happening? Yeah. And, um, and so just over the years, God has used that experience and the healing that I went through from that experience. And some of the, some other things that I've seen with artists and, influencers that uh he's used it to give me a heart to see humanity restored to people mm, who have a lot of influence 
-hmm. uh, you know, because if we want the Lindsay Lohans of our day to know Jesus, um, then their humanity has to be given to them. Yeah. Uh, like That's they have so to know I'm a human in need of Jesus, That's you know, so so as long as we are popping them up on a platform and not giving them permission to be a human that is broken, that has needs and has, you know, uh, we're, we're actually stealing something from them. Mm -hmm. um, and so super passionate about that and in, in specifically in the arts and entertainment industry, oh, man. And industry as well. Yeah. Well, and that's something that I noticed even when like um, a perfect example uh, in recent memory is Kanye West when he was like, I'm a believer now. And everyone is like, well, not everybody, but there were people yeah. that were like, we'll see. And I'm yeah. like, we'll see. I'm like, would we ever do that? Yeah. Like if, if you're, if your sister or whoever, who's not yeah. saved became a believer and came up to you and said, I'm a believer now you would be happy, but suddenly yeah. because it's Kanye West and he's an easy target, yes. uh, he's made mistakes. All of a sudden people, I'm like a perfect opportunity for you to pray for them, you yeah. know? And, um, and I just think that there is this tendency to, to lose that sense of like, this is a human being. Yes. And like, uh, you know, there's like, even being online, there's a, a false sense of like um, anonymity with people when they comment yeah. and they're like, I don't like her hair or I don't like that person's whatever. And, yeah. and they're this or that, or, you know, um, and, uh, and I think that like those people, they're this human beings, you yeah. know? And yeah. um, so I love, I love what you're talking about. And I think a lot of it too, I know where I kind of broke out of that, mold of of just being like oh Lindsay lohan oh so and so's at it again was honestly as simple as this sounds pursuing jesus man like like spending time with him like mm -hmm. getting to know him it's like like that's it right yes yes that's real because then you get yeah. his heart for people um and you start to see people the way he sees people and he's not laughing at Lindsay lohan no uh he has a a lot of compassion yeah. for her and a lot of love for her and the pursuit of her, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the reality is when we entertain that type of critical spirit towards people in that industry, when we're throwing those stones, when, uh, when we're in that type of mindset, um, I, I believe that that's a, that's a sure way to not be entrusted to be the, the one that gets to steward their heart. You know, like when people are talking, I'm like, do you want, do you, what if they, you actually got to sit down and talk to them? And like, could we, could you actually be entrusted to be the one that actually got to like lead them to the Lord? Mm. Uh, if your comments and the words that you said were set before you yeah. next to them, like, yeah. could you be entrusted, you know? And, and I, I, I want God to be able to trust me with anyone, Amen. you know, like, Amen any president, any senator, any nope. celebrity, any minister, you know, which means that mm -hmm. my speech uh, needs to be seasoned and honoring towards them. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. And that's something that I've talked a lot about on this show is like how our words have power, you know, like they really do. And, you know, I, and for, I, you know, I've talked a lot about sci even, sci even scientific studies about the power of words over how they affect things in the physical. And there's been a lot of, exploration even in quantum physics about that too which is beyond me but it's just it's just crazy to think about you know and it, it i mean and it, it's kind of interesting because it's like when god created life he it's a, in the beginning he spoke yes. you know and so i i do believe that there is something to that as well you know it's like 
speaking life over people. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Um, and I mean, how often have people, you know, you've been in a bad place or you've been feeling discouraged and somebody comes along and speaks life into you, how invigorating that is. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. So um, you also have a point in here that says God is raising up a kingdom of creatives. Um, and me being a creative, I was excited. So yeah. let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe God's raising up kingdom creatives in the earth. And um, I, so when I started doing music, I think I kind of got into it a little earlier, but I, the Lord started giving me songs that weren't for the four walls of the church. Mm. When I played at that venue, God moved and I was just an epiphany, you know, moment for me or a paradigm shift, if you will. And, um, and so I started going out and playing at all these different places and uh, eventually went on a, did a Kickstarter project and God brought in 20 K in 30 days. We Come went on, on. tour, just this crazy amazing world, you know? And uh, that was right after I graduated from college and uh, we went on tour and it was about, 10 creatives, uh, singers, songwriters, dancers, painters, uh, sound engineers, uh, musicians. Um, and we hit 10 different cities uh, with a week between 10 cities from LA uh, to Philly. And we stayed in every city for five days to a couple weeks, anywhere between the, mm -hmm. that time range. And um, every time we went to, we, we would do a church, a secular venue, like a dark place, and then a house show. And every time we were in a secular venue, or I shouldn't say every time, very often when we were in these secular venues, mm -hmm. um, we'd be like about to go up and perform or somebody else would get up and perform. And we'd feel like just these moments where we feel the presence of God. And we'd be like, what's happening? We look on, we listen to the person singing. And then, uh, you know, they come off the stage and we'd be like, are you a Christian? Do you follow Jesus? And they'd be like, yeah are you? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing here? And uh, like, it, it like happened so many times. That's amazing. And we found yeah. that there were all these creatives that have like felt this leading, you know, of the Lord to take what God has given them outside of the four walls of the church to advance the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And, but a lot of them didn't have community around them or they didn't have a local church that they were connected to because, uh, that's a whole nother loaded conversation, but like, uh, and so what we would do is just rally around them for the time we were in that city and just love on them and pull them awesome. into our team and yeah. minister to them and try to connect them to a local church that maybe we were connected to before that. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that, that tour taught me there are like kingdom minded creatives all over the place. And most of them are, uh, in, you know, at home in their homes, uh, in their cities by themselves or with just a couple other people thinking that uh, that they're the only ones left, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, God's response to that uh, to Elijah was uh, there's or 7,000 that haven't bowed their knee to Baal. Yep. You know, and so it's that that same response of like, no, 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 no. Like, you're not the only one. Uh, like, get up. You're not the only one. There's so many of us, uh, but you need to know that there are more. Of yeah. Them, you know, and that's so really good. that's kind of what we've been uh, doing part of what we've been doing with Axel Creative Co is just 
kind of letting out that clarion call to creatives of like, hey, you're not the only one and mm. we need you to get in place. We need you to do the thing that you're called to and we want to help you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a, you know, creatives right now are, uh, when I was in high school, uh, I think you said you're, you just turned 37. So, yep. we, you know, so uh, 36. Yeah. 36. Okay. Yeah. So like when I was in middle school and high school, uh, athletes were cool. Athletes mm-hmm. were like the one, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like Kobe and LeBron. Were yeah. Like, <laughs> and now there's been this interesting shift where if you ask a kid what they want to be when they grow up, uh, you may not hear a professional athlete as often as you will hear a YouTuber or yeah. a YouTuber or a creative, some form mm-hmm. of creative. Mm-hmm. So I, I really believe there's been a, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know the right way to say it, but a bit of a changing of the guards mm-hmm. as, as influence goes in. Our oh, community. I absolutely agree. Uh, creatives yeah. have, the Lord has given creatives uh, a, a, a trumpet, you know, right mm-hmm. now. And, uh, but so many of them, uh, are disconnected from the local body, from the body of Christ. They've been hurt. They've been, they walked through a lot of crazy things. And, and so there's this interesting um, drawing that I've seen the Lord doing of healing the relationship between the local body and creatives in the mm-hmm. body. Of and I think it's imperative for the direction that things are going mm-hmm. uh, because the creative expression is both for the building of the house of God and for the drawing in of sons and daughters. Uh, that they're both a part of what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've seen both of them. We've seen a perverted version of both of them. Yeah. I believe God's mm-hmm. purifying both because they're yeah. both necessary. Um, yeah. So it's kind of, I, I just, I believe he's doing it. I believe yeah. he's them up by the job. Oh, and I can, I mean, honestly, I can confirm that too. I mean, like that's honestly what the Lord has shown me too. It's just, I, I really do feel like there is, been a massive shift in terms of focus um, and, and even just what God is releasing. Um, and I just have such a passion for creativity. I'm like, mm. like, that's like, it's like the heartbeat of God. It's like, like yeah. he's a creator and, and, and the, the ability to sit there and create and how often those have been more dynamic times with the Lord than me being like, deliberately going, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to study the word. And I do that. I think it's important to be a student of the word, but there have been some crazy dynamic um, times where the Lord has met me in my times of creativity, where I was just like making a, like I'm working on a stop motion animation movie right now. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like building a mini set, you know, styrofoam together. You know, it's like, God's like, boom. Um, So, I mean, I 100% agree. has there been, um, cause I do feel like this is a, a conversation that is going to keep coming up, um, and being addressed is, um, it's that whole, uh, kind of conflict with, uh, Christian artist. I am a, I am an artist who is a Christian yeah. and, and there's a lot of people that maybe don't identify as a creative, yeah. um, who immediately project onto you what that means. And then anything, any divergence from that prison they've put you in. Yeah, man. Is, like, I, I would imagine you've run into that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, fr- yeah. right from the get-go when you got really, you know, downloaded the uh, guitar, guitar yeah. powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 From the gate. Yeah. yeah. It's been a, yeah, it's been a journey 
that exact thing has been a very interesting part of my journey. Um, I, that's, that's loaded, man. Yeah, I know. You're 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 welcome. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a loaded one. There's so many different thoughts um, around this topic. And um, I'll just say for me, like, um, I'm obviously I lead worship at my church and oversee the the worship department there. And uh, I love that. And I've also released music that uh, wouldn't be outright considered Christian, like CCM music or gospel music. Like Mm -hmm. probably would never get Christian music radio play with some of the songs that I've released, you know, like, um, because most of them are very long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but like there's a um I've I've experienced people trying to figure out what box to put me in as mm. an artist in that sense. And I've just had to get very comfortable with like uh there is not one. Yeah. And uh and I don't care to find one to pack yeah. gift that God has given me into one. Yeah. And I and I I think it's actually limited us um, I agree. in in the church. Um because you know it's a it's a strange thing to put Christianity to make Christianity a genre. Um and it's like weird that we've created like there there's so much to this. There's a lot of history and cultural history with yeah. it, all the things. Um but it's it's strange to make Christianity Christian a genre of something. Yeah. I've never even thought of it that way, to be completely honest. There's like, a lot of yeah. problems that can come with that. Uh, yeah. And, you know, so what it does is it caps creativity. Mm-hmm. So now people begin to try to write music that fits into a Christian genre versus if you are, um, if you do bluegrass music, like if that's the sound that God has given you and now you have to figure out how to clean up and box your sound so that Christians will believe that you love Jesus mm-hmm. versus releasing the sound and the song and the story that God has put inside of you to release. You know, yeah. one of the biggest things we talk about in our creative community is that uh, Jesus was a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jesus could have chosen any way to teach people who didn't know him about his kingdom. Mm-hmm. He could have taught, he could have done it any way. Yeah. Like there's so many, he could have like wrote things. He could have did riddles. He could have, I mean, he kind of <laughs> did like, he could have song and dance know, numbers, you know, like, like why not? <laughs> there's so many things he could have done. And yeah. he decided to use stories. Yeah. Parables. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I always say this, like, I think a lot of Christians would not actually believe that Jesus was a Christian. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like if Jesus yeah. was alive right now, yeah. like operating the way he operated in the world, yeah. so many Christians that'd be like, this guy's sketchy. I don't know if he, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like, because in his parables, like he wasn't even talking about himself. Yeah. Like, you know, like even the disciples came up to him and was like, bro, just tell them like you told us, like, yeah. how come, you know, like they, they were kind of irritated with mm-hmm. Jesus because yeah. he wasn't talking to the crowds the way he talked to them. Mm-hmm. Like He's like, you just, you know, you just told us to drink your blood. You know, <laughs> like, That's really weird, Jesus. You know, 
And then he gets to these other people that don't know him and that don't know the kingdom, you Mm -hmm. know? And he's like, yeah, it's like a tree. It's like this flower, you know, you see that bird up there. It's like, you know, and and the disciples are irritated because he's just telling stories. And his response to them is essentially, I'm paraphrasing, like, I'm not going to talk to them the way I talk to you. Yeah. Uh, And I think we have taught people that there's only one way to talk. There's only one way to create. Mm -hmm. There's only one way to to, to release his word into the earth. Yeah. And that's just not true. Uh, And so why, why should we be the ones who know love? We know we've encountered love and we let the world write the best love songs. Mm, But we're the ones that encountered love, but we're not allowed to write love songs because, you know, or, like we should be using, you know, he says uh, to disciple the nations, like we should be using movies and books and games and stop motion anime, you know, all yeah. these things uh, that we've been given. Like we can actually use all of those things um, to see the our generation's perception of family restored, to see our generation's perception of of life restored and beauty restored to life and what it Mm -hmm. means and what it is. And Mm -hmm. uh, to see, uh, you know, a fresh revelation hit our generation on how to respond to grief, how Mm -hmm. to respond to heartache, how to respond to, you know, like, and we've just taught people, no, 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 no. Just make songs that Christians like, Yeah. like stay here. Don't ever do anything else, but stay here. Yeah. Uh, Make Christian films and make Christian music and make a Christian shirt and put a Christian sticker yeah. on your car, and that's yeah. how the world will know. Yeah. Which Jesus kind of said none of those things, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I ran into that same problem when I was, um, you know, when I was in Wyoming, they do, like, secondary schools, and so it was a film school, and so I was like, great, cool. And I was telling some people I was going to go do it, and somebody was immediately like, oh, you're going to make, like, movies like, um, I don't know, like, I don't watch a lot of Christian yeah. movies, like, yeah, yeah, Facing yeah. the Giants or something like yeah. that. And I was like, um, um, no, not really. Uh, that's not what I, you know, um, and I just think that, you know, it's important that like we carry Jesus with us. And I yes. think that I'm against never saying anything. Like, I think that, right. you know, there is going to come a point where, you, you know, you're going to have to say something to show that's what you true. stand for. Yeah. But, but, um, Man, like most of the ideas that I would say all the ideas, I'll say all the ideas that I have personally gotten, whether it was from my own creativity or whether it was from something I really felt like the Lord was speaking to me, aren't, there's no Jesus in it. There's no, this person goes through hardship and then Jesus comes along and then they get, you know, and I, I personally have experienced more conversations starting with even just movies that I watch where it's about a topic, you know? And then it generates a conversation yeah. and that's what I'm more interested in yeah. as an artist is talking with people about like, cause it, art is so subjective mm-hmm. and, and really listening to what they're getting off of it, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure you've had plenty of encounters with that. You know, you were telling mm-hmm. the story of, you know, those girls coming up to you and being like, Whoa, what, what in the world? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah I, yeah. I love that space. And, and I agree with you. I think, um, I think the reason some people are sketchy towards that thought process is because they're, you know, we, we do this funny thing as humans, Jeff, of like, like pendulum swings, extremes. And, you know, it's like, 
people are like, oh, I don't have to, I can tell parables and I can tell stories. And then they just never, ever say anything about Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, that's like a weird pendulum swing that I don't mm-hmm. think what the plan is, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Uh, but like, like. And I'm totally guilty of it myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and I'm sure I've done it too. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I think at the end of the day, um, we can't be ashamed of Jesus. Mm. Uh, but mm. I think it boils down to like, being led by the spirit of God. Mm. And like, if we are daily encountering him and communing with him and like, in, like encountering him and he's speaking to us and we're approaching our creativity and our art, like it actually is his and not ours. Yeah. Asking him all the time, Hey, this is yours. What do you want? Yeah. What do you want to say through this song? What do you want to do with this movie? What's on your heart for it? Mm-hmm. If that's constantly our, uh, our posture then God will tell us, I want you to talk about Jesus today. Mm, I want so you good. to tell the gospel through this yes. today. Uh, just tell the story uh, of this through this movie. But when you post about it, I want you to address this spiritual. Yeah, that's that. really like, good. He will direct us. But I think yeah. time we, we get into any mode where we're just like, uh, this is just what we're doing. Like, I think that's where the danger is. Yeah. We, decide ourselves what the plan is and we never ever ask him as though it is his yeah yeah and that's uh, like that's something that i've noticed even within myself but then people i know like i've had to wrestle through all this too you know i mean i think everybody does to some degree but it was like putting god in a box and being like i'm uh Christian, therefore, all my stuff needs to be the chosen. You yeah. know, like <laughs> it's like I'm gonna also create a TV show about Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. um, and uh, and so then you swing to the other side of like, no, I'm gonna branch out, and I'm gonna. So in in, in a way, I found myself still putting God in a box where it was yeah. like I was like, no, I'm not gonna say anything, and I'm just gonna like let people discern yeah. for themselves. <laughs> Yeah. I'm never going to say anything about what anything I'm doing, you know, and it's like, you're still doing the exact same thing. It's just shifted to where it's yeah. like before it was like, I'm Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's, you know, everything is, you know, every character is Jesus in my story. And yeah. then you swing to the other side where you're like, I'm not going to say anything ever. Yeah. And I'm They'll just going to find it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that something that I've noticed about you and I'm, you know, from what it sounds like, it's been a process is just, being very organic with that. And, and how uh, you were saying, like, if your focus is always Jesus, this is yours, mm. you know, like mm. uh, I think is very evident in just what I've observed in your life as well. And what I've seen other people say about you as well. So um, you're doing it. Thanks, you're absolutely it, doing it. It's a daily. It, I, I, I was just telling somebody this morning, actually, it's something that uh, God is marking me with over the last, mm year and now and and I pray he never stops marking me with it mm-hmm. daily thing of just that posture of this is not mine yeah this is his like yeah. he gave this to me and tr- mm-hmm. he, he birthed it through me in the earth and that means he always has something to say about it um he always has an opinion he always has something and uh, uh you know I'm always just processing uh what is the thing like these moments where I'll ask the Lord about something and he'll say, man, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me about that. And I'll just, well, you know, it just like <laughs> rips me to shreds, yeah. you know, like we were praying, about, like uh, we were praying about 
uh, songwriter agreements for our worship community and as we're releasing Fear Go and songs like that. And we, we have to figure out all of this technical stuff that nobody wants to talk about, nobody wants to do because it all kind of sucks. You know, like, yeah, it's kind of boring and whatever. Yeah, yeah. we're trying to figure all of it out and it, yeah. it's hearts involved and you don't want people, you know, getting hurt or taken advantage of. And you're trying to figure out all this stuff, splits, yeah. artist splits. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. And uh, our the core team of our worship team, we got together and we were just like, look, we have to pray and ask God what he thinks about this and what he wants. And as soon as we started, I, I heard the Lord say, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me about this. And wow. I, it, like, it marked me, you know, wow. like. All these things that we just assume we know how to do it Dude. with a good heart, mm-hmm. you know, like, but he just has way more to say than we remember. I I think, you know? Yeah. Amen. So I have a question. Cause there's a lot of people that are like, dude, you know, maybe they're, they're feeling that spark of creativity for the first time. Yeah. Maybe they've been, you know, wrestling with, do I not do this? Do I do this? And I was talking with my producer illumination before the show and it was a really good question. And it was about, um, how do we know, uh, how do you separate like dreaming with God about, you know, ideas and, and being creative and then also being realistic. Cause I've, I know I've personally come across many creatives who almost have delusions of mm-hmm. grandeur, you know, and you see this, okay. Like on American idol, for example, there's somebody who just does not sing. They can't. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, no, I am supposed to be a singer. That is what yeah. my calling is. That's what I'm like. I mean, like, but like, I mean, yeah. maybe like, it, you yeah. know, it's so how, um, it's kind of a link. That's kind of a loaded question, yeah. but what has that process been like for you? How have you given advice to other creatives in regards to that as well? Yeah, well, we, um, I think it's all about having the right relationships in your life, to be mm. honest, like uh, the, re- the right relationships and then the right values in those relationships. Mm-hmm. So in our community, um, we have a culture in our community. Um, and one of the elements of our culture is our values. And so we have values like trust, which means lean into awkward is like, Lean into uh, awkward. I love yeah. It. So we say that phrase all the time of like, if trust has been broken in a relationship, in a, uh, then we need to lean into awkward and have the awkward conversation to see that trust restored in the relationship. Mm, that's good. Or feedback is one of those things. The tagline is here, here, which means like, I'm, we've agreed to, to this value of like, I'm going to be honest with you about like areas to improve on in this. Mm. And it's a two way street. So I'm going to be honest with you about what that is. Mm-hmm. And then you can clarify your heart with me. Um, but because we've agreed to feedback with each other, I always have permission to be like, bro, let's talk about this song. Yeah. You know, like, you know, yeah. like, and, uh, and so, um, there's a bunch of those values and, and different things. And so we've agreed to that in our relationships with each other. Mm. So if somebody, uh, releases something and maybe it's not quality or it's not excellent, or they're still growing in that expression. Uh, and, and we've actually like had sessions together where we practice giving each other hard feedback regarding our creative wow. and stuff, you know, because you do in relationship, there's a right way to say that to somebody. Um, but if you don't know how to receive that and you don't know how to give it, then you'll never grow in your creative expression. Wow. Um, and Man. so if you don't have people in your life that you've given permission to be honest with you, 
uh, and that you've also like vice versa in that relationship, then you'll spend your, your life in delusion in every mm. area of your life. You know, it's not, if that's happening in your life creatively, it's happening in other areas of your life as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's happening probably in a lot of places in your life. Yeah. If that's there. And so I would say to that person, uh, ask the Lord to highlight quality friendships mm. and mentors and uh, relationships for you and begin to build those relationships mm. and invite them. And it requires yeah. a lot of vulnerability um, relationally to do that, but it's a part of being in the body of Christ and mm. loving one another. Like love is not me letting you go for something and look dumb. Like yeah. just yeah. passionate about it. Like, and it gets yeah. awkward and hard, but like, that's what we're committed to mm -hmm. in love because I need you to walk in the fullness of whatever you are called to. Like, and I'm committed to helping figure out what that is. That's so good. And you have to be humble enough to like hear that from me and know that I'm for you and yeah. not you. Man, that is that's huge. And I think that there's a tendency to, you know, it's like making something is a very personal thing. Yeah. You know, that expression is very personal. And I think that it does take um a, a large degree of trust from people to tell, eh, you know, like my wife is, is amazing with that. When I like, I'm like, check this out. This is, let me read this scene. It's a, it's good. You know? And she's like, Oh, you know, and, mm -hmm. and the same with me to, towards her, but it's yeah. a level of trust. Yeah. And I feel really fortunate that I have a fellow creative, yes. you know, as a spouse, um, yes. it's a huge blessing who understands me on that level. And I understand her, um, but regardless of that, I like that advice right there of surrounding yourself with people who, you know, you can establish that trust, you know, yes. and you can be honest with one another. And I think it's important. It's hard. It is hard to, to kind of have that dying, your dying to your ego. Um, but also still maintain that level of like, this is an expression of yeah. me like this, is, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's, um. It's a space where you you have to almost it, it requires vulnerability, but you have to invite it. Mm. Like people aren't just gonna typically give you that type of feedback unless they're mean. Unless they're mean. You have to put yourself in a position for it, which yeah. requires vulnerability and a lot of humility. That's so good. So like I I've tried to train myself, and and we all a lot of us do it in our creative community. But I've trained myself. Like when I was working on that album. As soon as I get the next mix for the song, I'm grabbing three of the creatives from our community and just driving with them in the car and saying, tell me what you think. Mm. Like, Raise myself for it. You You're know like, what I mean? And, and, uh, yeah. but, I, but they know they can say anything. That's so good. And I take their feedback and then I take it to the bank. Now, after the mix is done and we can't do anything else about this track, there's no feedback. We, there's nothing that you could say. You know, right. Yeah. Now. But like in the process, uh, I try to be super intentional about inviting people in. You mm. know? Yeah. It's not just like a blast it on your social media and be like, all right, everybody let me know what you think. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, have there been ever, ever been any moments where, you know, you have shown those few people and they've said something that really got to you where you're like, Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. You know, <clears throat> more than a conqueror on the album, the soul anthems album, it almost didn't make it onto the album really like yeah like by a lot like i i some people gave me some feedback 
about the song in the middle, like while I was working on it. And I just, I just got hit with like crazy discouragement about the song because I couldn't mm. figure out how to fix it. I'm like, but how, like, oh yeah, how do we fix it? You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but I was, I was struggling after their feedback and was like, mm -hmm. I'm just not putting the song on the album. And I had to shelf it for a couple months. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, so that, that does happen, but like, that's inevitable when you're dealing with something vulnerable. It's yeah. risk. You yeah, know? we'll get a little of this. My my producer just I am to me and said that More Than Conquer is one of her favorite album or oh, favorite songs in the album. I love it. Well, yeah. it almost didn't make it on there. Yeah. Man, that's really speaking to me though. I mean, like again, even just with this this venture, um discouragement is definitely something that, you know, is very prevalent, you know, as as we're trying to find out what we're about. Yeah. what God is saying and kind of seeing that take shape. So, I mean, man, it's, it's been, it's been really good. Yeah. I would say to that, like um, something I've been meditating on a lot the last few months is um, just asking the Lord to consistently remind me of how sacred what he's given me is mm. uh, the holiness of what he's put in my hands because it's his, you know, like yeah. the holiness of it. And uh, there's this story um, I think it's in first or second chronicles where David's leaving um uh Saul's house and he's he's running from him and he ends up in this little town of priests and he goes uh to this little spot, meets one of the priests, and there's the showbread that's there. Mm -hmm. And this priest, David basically lies and tells him all his guys are outside, and really it was just him running. Oh, yeah, you know. And he's like, I need some food. But David had spent enough time uh, in the house of God to know that there would be showbread there. And so he asked, he's basically asking, give me the showbread. Mm -hmm. And the priest gives David something that was extremely sacred that he's not supposed to have. And then he asks for the sword. And the sword had been up in the house of the Lord. And he takes the sword and gives him the sword. So these two things that were sacred in the house of the Lord, David takes for his own and treats them as common. And what happens right after that is he ends up in the cave of Adullam. And I believe it's a picture of David living in perverted purpose. Wow. So David was called to be a king, but now he's in this cave living like with all these random dudes that are all yeah. <laughs> in this dank cave. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's like, he's the king, you know, like he's mm -hmm. living in a perverted version, yeah. uh, lesser than version of what he's actually called to. And the Lord just began to show me like, that's what happens when we take things that are sacred and we treat them as common. Wow. So a lot of times we take Come our on. gifts that God has put in our hands, like our show or our music or our album or whatever. And it's actually holy because it's his mm. and it's from him. But the moment we start focusing on like how we feel about it, what we think about it, how we think it should happen, all of our opinions, we actually start to treat it as common, like David yeah. did the showbread. And yeah. And then I think it actually ends up perverting the thing that we were supposed to do because we Man. didn't treat it like it was God's. Yeah. Um, so I've been asking the Lord, like, keep my heart positioned, like to remember the holiness mm. of influence, the holiness yeah. of an album, the holiness of the yeah. song that I get to sing, you know? So it, I don't want wow. it to become common ever, you know? Yeah. Man, and sometimes God asks you to do like things that seem very unconventional too, even in the midst of that. Like for me, it was like, I would say the last two, three years, God has pretty much had me not watch very many movies other than old yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like 
not watch any shows. And I was just like, what in the, like, this goes against everything I was taught, yeah. like knowing what the trends are. And it was just that he was like, I want you to be a voice, not an echo. Yeah. And, and there is a lot of imitation within even just the film industry of like, Oh, well, so-and-so made a hit. So we'll make five other movies. I right. don't like that. You know? Right. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's just like, listening to God in the process of stewarding this gift that he's given us. I yeah. think it's an important thing, even when it doesn't make sense. Right. I'm like but God the, had the, 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 the um, prophets do really weird things. Yeah. You know? Really weird stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy, man. Like God had me do the exact same thing as that. So oh, really, uh, I spent five years where the Lord asked me to do a, uh, a, a version of a Nazarite vow. Essentially. That's why I grew up my locks and, um, and part of the Nazarite vow that he asked me to do for those five years uh, was to not listen to anything other than like kingdom music. Wow. And so <laughs> it was really funny. I didn't know when I, when I said yes to the Lord to do that, that I would be working on an album during that time, you know? And so here I am, you know, a few years into that working on the soul anthems album. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know anything that's out. I don't know any of the cool music sound. Mm. I don't know the top, the hot hundred, you know, I don't mm. know anything, you know, people are like, have you heard of this new artist? I'm like, I don't know what that is, you know, yeah. <laughs> hey, what is it? Little, little Uzi, what is that? You know, yeah. and, uh, and anyways, and so yeah. God, but it was the same thing. He's like, Man, I, want you to, uh, I want you to be pure. Yeah. Uh, I don't want you to try to replicate anyone else's sound. I want you to be able to really mm. feel what I put in you. Mm. And, um, and then I, I finished that and uh, it's crazy. I still don't really have an appetite for it, but that was a part of how God interesting uh, purifying my palate to release what he had given me. to. But release. honestly, I mean, for me, like the ideas that come out as a result, and it's actually just this building process. I wouldn't even say it's like, there's this explosion because I'm already in the middle of a project. And so it's like, and it's been yeah. a long time, you know, uh, but it's been this like build of just like, I would. I would and like the dreams I have that like translate into ideas. And I'm just like, yeah. dude, like th there's no one else, but like it's straight up God. It's not, yes. it's not me, but it's um, awesome. Like, it's just <laughs> like, dude, like, um, but okay. So let's talk a little bit about your album. We're almost out of yeah. time, but I really wanted to highlight your album because guys, yeah, like, her album is so good. It's like, it's called soul anthems. And, um, it guys, it's just like, oh my goodness. Like, like every song is just like so layered and so packed full of just like awesomeness. Thanks, man. <laughs> so yeah, like what was the the process of that? There's um you had a QA. My my producer made a note. She said, um, you prayed and you asked, let me release the songs no one else wants to sing. Mm -hmm. And then it was followed up with but when you pray that prayer, don't be afraid about God writing that story out in your life. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Yeah. So I, I hear a lot of people talk about like, um, writer's block and, yeah. uh, that concept. And, uh, I was processing it a few years ago. We were doing a creative conference and, uh, someone had like asked the Q and a question about writer's block and, um, what, what ended up coming up in that interview was just, um, this reality that sometimes what we call writer's block is God still finishing a song in us. So we're like, I can't finish the song guys. Cause I'm not done doing that in you yet, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I have found that a lot of times that's what's actually happening in my life. Wow. Is, yeah. You know, I, I wanted for years to write a song about my dad when I was in uh, early college. I was trying to write songs about my dad all the time. I was going to write a song about my dad. And the reality is at that part of my life, my relationship with him was still freshly being rebuilt from years of dysfunction and pain, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things. And uh, I was freshly being rebuilt. I'd forgiven him, beautiful story. Uh, but there's a lot of healing still happening. And then there was just, I couldn't ever write the song. And then there was just this one day I was sitting on my couch and it was just like, just like, you know, like 20 minutes, the song just came out yeah. and my roommate like heard me like just running through it and she just starts bawling and she was like, what was that? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I don't know, it just came out, you know? And, and that was an example of like the Lord showed me he wouldn't allow the song to even come out of me until it was finished in me, you oh, know? Man and yes like like because oh he God. wants us to release songs from a place of healing yeah that we never release creativity or art that uh in the midst of pain in the midst of hard things that's not what i'm saying but i believe that god wants to release songs of healing mm -hmm. which means we have to have healing to release songs of healing and uh and i just see god raising up a lot of creatives that are willing to pursue healing and then release that because when you release songs from that position uh, it releases healing in the room when people are listening to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so crazy testimonies of people being healed as they listen to the song, Daddy. Oh, yeah, It's not anything that I've done. I believe that God in his beautiful fathering led me into forgiveness and healed my heart and then has a desire to lead other people into that same healing, you know, as they Maybe. listen. That was his plan the whole time, you know? And so, but like, we just want songs fast. We want movies fast. We want yep. uh, creative things quick. We want it to just come out fast and just do it. And it's awesome. And we're done and figured it out. And, and I just think um, there are songs that God showed me one time songs, almost hanging in heaven. Uh, wow. And, and that there were songs that were there that he just wants to release to people, but mm -hmm. there's, some of those songs get rejected because they don't, they're hard songs to sing. Yeah. Like, you know, that song, that worship song, New Wine. Yeah. Uh, there's new wine, there's new power. Mm -hmm. It's talking about crushing. And I'm like, yeah, that song came from something. Yeah. You don't just write that song out of a good idea. Like, like that song came out of something and someone mm -hmm. right. And people don't really want that part of the song. Yeah. They just want the lyrics. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. uh and so early on when I first started doing music, I you know, sometimes when we're praying, God will pray things, Jesus will pray things through us, I believe, as the great intercessor. And sometimes I'll be praying and something will come out of my mouth and I'll be like, I don't even know why I just prayed that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to pray that yet, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. so I was praying. Like, come back. Yeah, like, come back. I know what that means. Yeah, yeah. So I was praying one time and, and that prayer came out of me. God, give me the songs and no one else wants to sing. I remember wow. saying it and just being like, I don't even know what that means. I don't yeah. know what those songs for real, you know. And, uh, and then God gave me this song about uh sexual abuse you know it's on my the last album is called believer and mm. uh it's a whole song about this woman who experienced sexual abuse tried to commit suicide but her grandma was a praying grandma and kept mm -hmm. 
uh, praying for her and yeah. uh, she would pray, God, make me a believer, though I've never seen your face. I want to be a believer. I want to know love again. And uh, and so God gave me that song and it's so uh, intense. And I remember writing it and being like, I don't think I'm allowed to sing this song. Yeah. Like, what, Jeez, what are yeah. we, why are we doing this? You know, and mm-hmm. I asked for it. And yeah. so I started singing that song in bars and coffee shops and clubs and stuff. And I would sing it. Presence of God would hit the room and people would come up weeping. That's my story. Like wow. sang my story and people that didn't know Jesus, you know, yeah. and, uh, or we'd be at a bar and I'd be singing it and I'd tell people to sing the chorus. People are drunk and high, and there's make me a believer. Oh, wow. Oh, I want, and they're just interceding for themselves. Wow. While they're there, you know? Come on. And, uh, but like, <laughs> God wanted to release that into the earth, but it's not pretty. It's not a song that feels good to write or sing, you know? And so, right. There's the song being written in you that's uncomfortable. And then sometimes it's you being the person to sing the song that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or to write the movie because people think that's your story, but maybe it's not. But that's right. what God wanted to release through you. Like, yeah. Believer is not my story. So I have to deal with every time I sing it, people come up to me and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's yeah. not my story. God yeah. wanted me to sing it. So I am. But like, yeah. you know, and so that's that's kind of what that phrase means. Uh, but I want God to be able to trust me with things that other people are saying no to do. Man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's heavy, you know, like that's a, that's a big deal, but you know, and it's interesting that you said, you know, like you would try to write that song and then you would feel like it just wouldn't go anywhere. Cause God was still working that stuff out in you. And it's interesting. Cause I'm, I actually, back in 2016, I started a script and for a short film and I got to the third act and then the Lord said, okay, now stop, stop writing. Mm. And I was like, stop writing. Like I was on a roll, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. And it was just like, and he was just like, stop writing. And he's like, you need to walk some stuff out. And I still have not gone back to that script yet. And yeah. it's just sitting there, you know? And yeah. um, it's, it's important. I think as creatives, I really do believe that God is shifting. I mean, specifically within the, I can speak within the film industry, but, but, also, I would say probably in the music industry is is not uh, commercializing uh, music because like if you if, if they were like Jasmine, you need to write us a, a hit, and you're like, yeah. well, this is the song I got, you know, and you're like, okay, I got it, and all of a sudden you reach that point in the song or whatever halfway through the song, and you're like, I, I'm not supposed to, but they paid me X amount of dollars to write this song. I yeah. need to be done. Yeah. You know, and so then you just kind of force it out. Yeah. Um, I just think that there's a lot, and I've seen a lot of prominent filmmakers starting to tell people, don't come to the industry, do your own thing. That's what's going to set yeah. you apart, you know? Same and, with the music industry. Yep. See, there you go. Yep. And, you know, we have so many people making music out of their, you know, out of their apartments, out of their whatever. There's a, a, a prominent game composer that I follow and she does all of her music from her home, you know, like she's not, you know, and so um, I just think we're starting to see that shift uh, yeah. for the better. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I, <laughs> I would not encourage anyone to sign to a label. Mm. I don't, oh, let me say it like this. I don't know a label personally that I would encourage anyone to sign to mm. um, for that very reason. Um, yeah. That's why I'm not, sign that's why i'm not going in that direction like i 
um, I have to be able to release a six minute song because that's what the Lord said. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to be able to sing yeah. a gut wrenching song about my dad that's eight minutes long and leads people into healing because the mm -hmm. Lord gave it to me and he said yeah. to do it. And not because somebody said, no, it needs to be three minutes short in that on. thing. You know, like I, I, it, we can't care about radio play and the the game of it all you know yeah. like um and, and let me let me rephrase that there are some people that are called to that space sure. that are called to ccm and radio world and god's using them in that space very strategically and, and i know that so let me not i, I don't want to come off critical to that direction um but for me for what i'm called to that doesn't work um that's not my assignment you know um i don't i don't think everyone in that space is not i think there are people that are called there as mm -hmm. well uh but regardless we we're all called to be obedient uh mm -hmm. you know it's uh obedience over sacrifice you know that's that's yeah. our mandate you know yep. um so if if that is not the industry if you're having to compromise obedience to be in the industry then you shouldn't be in the industry come on um yeah if you're compromising obedience to make six minute songs, but God has told you to be in the industry and write three minute songs, then you're out of order. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think also too, just being obedient to like, if God is asking you, if God gives you a word and says, you know, uh, so-and-so you're going to be, uh, you know, a world renowned photographer and this is why, and it's to do this. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, okay, now go be a janitor. Mm -hmm. Be obedient to that. Don't try yeah. and make it happen for yourself. That's where I'm at. I'm not a janitor, obviously, but yeah, yeah. God has let me do a roundabout yeah. to get to where, but I'm starting to see it take shape yeah. finally after years of following him. And it, yeah. I think it's just and, like, yeah. yeah. And if we're honest, that's all of us. Yep. You know, if you look in the word of God over and over and over again, somebody's given a, a word, an assignment, a call, whatever it is. And then like their life goes this interesting other direction in the story. And you're like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know? And then it, yeah. it all makes sense. And he, it, it all comes together and it was all necessary. You know, Joseph, David, like, like yep. Daniel, like all of it. There's, it, that's a part of how God writes his stories. He's mm -hmm. the best storyteller. Come on. So he knows exactly what we need, how we need, when we need it, how to get it to us. Uh, and he's very creative in how he chooses to do it. I, I felt called to celebrities my whole life. Yeah, I thought I knew the route to get to them. And he took started having me do music. And I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to get to them now. Yeah. But I'm not that good. Like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like, you know, so I was just like, that's, this is not going to work for that. But I'm yeah. giving you my yes. But it's amazing. As I gave him my yes, then I ended up with those people. Mm. And I thought I needed to work in corporate America to get to those people. And yeah, I'm with it's crazy. those people but it's not how I thought, you know? Yeah. And uh, so he, he really does know what's best. It's kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Go figure. He knows <laughs> what he's doing. Yeah. So, okay. How um, guys just go, go buy her album. Like don't oh, listen wow. on Spotify. Like just go buy it. What is it? Like seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine, something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. Um, on iTunes yeah. and wherever else you guys buy, like just buy her album guys. Like, and just be blessed by it. Like it's so good. And yeah. so, Thanks. Yes, man. everybody go do it. So Jasmine, can you uh, just pray for our viewers? There's a lot of creatives watching this that are just like, oh, like I'm just feeling, feeling all of this. So go ahead and pray for the people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lord, we, we love you. Mm. 
uh, we just thank you for uh, what you've done, even just in this conversation for every person who's listening right now. And um, I'm reminded of the scripture, Ephesians 5.10, and Paul says, find out what pleases the Lord. And uh, Father, I pray that you would mark every person listening right now with that cry, with a deep desire and obsession to find out what pleases you in every area of their life, uh, to find out what pleases you in their creativity, to find out what pleases you with their gift, to find out what pleases you in their family and their ministry and their calling, uh, every the, the big things and the small things. Lord, I pray that you would remind us that none of this is ours, that all of it's yours, that you're a good father, that you give good gifts, that you've uh, birthed your dreams in the earth through us. And so would you give us supernatural wisdom, supernatural insight, strategy, counsel, uh, let us know what it looks like to do what you want done in the earth. Um, show us what pleases you, Lord. Uh, and so we just love you. We thank you. And um, we give you all of the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Jasmine, how can people follow you on the socials? Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, I am, it's at, I am Jasmine Janae. Jasmine Janae is my, my artist name. Uh, so I'm on Instagram, on Facebook, Facebook. I, I would probably, you could do both. My Jasmine Tate page on Facebook, by the way, got hacked by a gamer and I can't figure out how to get it back. Oh it's, no. There's a page with my name on it. That's gaming weird stuff going on. And it's not me. <laughs> There's another page, uh, Jasmine Janae, that is me. So follow that one in, uh, on Facebook and Instagram. And, awesome. and shoot me a message uh, if you're listening and shoot me a DM or something. Uh, always love meeting new people and hearing about awesome. what God's doing. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jasmine, this has been great. I yeah, just love uh, talking about creativity and um, you're a blessing. You're great. Jeff, you're a blessing. Thanks for what you're doing, man. I appreciate yep. so much. Uh, what you guys are doing through this page and, mm, this, and uh, stuff, and yeah. all of the stuff that you're doing, you know, yeah. we need more uh, voices to our generation that are pure mm -hmm. and uh, just going out, just the real deal, you know. Amen. So just thankful for what you guys are doing, oh, yeah. creating a space for uh, our generation to share and talk about what God's doing. Amen. So appreciate Amen. you guys very much, and thanks yeah. for having me. I feel super. Oh, honored. absolutely. All right, everybody, that's our show. Do something you love today. God bless you guys, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.